In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We thank God who brought us to this day and to this hour, and we are full of joy today for the blessings that we have with the presence of our beloved Father, His Grace, Bishop Seraphim, Bishop of Ohio, Michigan, and Indiana. Sayyidina and the Seraphim, we grew up together in the same church, so our friendship and our relationship is almost all our life, and we are happy and blessed to have His grace with us today in this blessed church on the occasion of the celebration of the Feast of Archangel Raphael, which will be, God willing, this Friday. Today is the fourth Sunday of the Coptic month, Misra. And as you know, Misra is considered the last month in the Coptic year. Because after Misra, there is a very, very little month called Enes. It's just five days or six days. It depends whether the year is leap year or not leap year. And today, the year is leap year, so it is six days. And the readings for the four Sundays of Misra and the Sunday that falls in the little month, all these readings are about the end of the world. Because the church reminds us with the end of the year that our life will end and the world will end and there is eternal life, life after death. In the first Sunday of Misra, we heard about the parable of the wicked vine dressers. And the purpose of this parable is to teach us two principles. One principle, that we are stewards, and since we are stewards, we are accountable to God. So God will ask us to give an account of our stewardship. First Sunday of Misra, the church is telling you, you are a steward, and also you are accountable to God. So God, at the end of the days, He will hold you accountable, and tell you, give an account of your stewardship. Are you ready or not? Second Sunday, is the calling of Matthew, Levi, who was a tax collector, and God called him to be one of the twelve apostles and one of the four evangelists. So the church giving us hope that when we examine ourselves, definitely we will find ourselves falling short in many, many aspects. But don't lose hope. If there was a hope for Matthew, who was a tax collector, to be one of the twelve and one of the four evangelists, then there is hope for you and for me that in spite of our sins, in spite of our transgressions, but if we repent, God will accept us. And in this gospel, in the second Sunday, the church reminded us with the words of the Lord, I did not come to call righteous, but to call sinners. The whole do not need a physician, but 
the city. Last Sunday was about casting out a demon and the Lord here is telling us that through him we are powerful. He gave us authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. So if I am bonded with a bad habit, if I am under bondage for any sin, but through the power of God, we can trample upon the enemy and crush Satan under our feet through the power of God and his cross. And today and next Sunday, the reading about the end of the world. Today from the Gospel of St. Mark and next Sunday from the Gospel of St. Matthew. And the church repeats the reading about the end of the world twice in the fourth Sunday of Misra and in the Sunday that falls in the little month. But the church chose the readings from two different Gospels. Today from Mark, next Sunday from Matthew. Because the reflection on the end of the world and the end of our life need a long time to reflect on it and to meditate. The focus today is about watchfulness. As the last verse you heard, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So the focus of the readings today, if we know that our life will end and Christ is coming to judge the world, we need to live life of watchfulness. Next Sunday, the focus will be on the end of the world and the signs of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to judge the world in righteousness. I want you to think if we asked one person who is in Hades right now, and if we ask him, what do you want? Definitely the answer would be, I want a chance even one day to be in the world in order to repent, in order to for repentance, so that I will not suffer in Hades and hell eternally. And the Lord actually, in the story of the rich man and Lazarus, explained to us the regret of the rich man when he was in Hades and when he saw how Lazarus is enjoying the rest and the comfort in the bosom of Abraham. He wanted just a drop of water to calm down the fire, but he could not get it. I'm saying this because now we have the time, we have the health, we have the ability through the grace of God to repent and to return back to him. Are we ready? Are we living the life of watchfulness or not? If the voice of God came to us right now to give an account of our stewardship, 
Are we ready to this voice or not? You heard today that the Lord told us, Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. You do not know when the time is. Some people actually die in their childhood, young youth, older youth, adult, senior citizens. We don't know. Watch therefore, for you don't know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly, he finds you sleeping. Many of us who are sleeping spiritually, days and years pass by without getting ready. If you take every night just 10 minutes and think that you are standing before the throne of God to give an account of your stewardship, if you start doing this simple exercise, it helps you to live the life of watchfulness. What should we watch for when the Lord said, watch therefore? What we should watch for? Number one, we should watch for our spiritual life and our spiritual canon. Canon means your prayers, your Bible, the spiritual rule. Are we following very structured spiritual rule and spiritual canon in our life or not? Why this is important? Because through the spiritual canon, you will have access to the grace of God. Grace of God is available to all of us. But only those who are praying, who are reading the scripture, who are fasting, who are coming to the church regularly, these people actually have access to the grace of God, which will help them to overcome sin and to overcome temptation in their life. So we need to watch for this. Some of us actually spend days or weeks or months without opening the Bible and reading it, without praying, without fasting. Then you will be a stranger from the grace of God. When we do these practices, we are not doing them for God. God doesn't need them. But we are doing them for ourselves. That is our spiritual food. Number two, watch for the sins that became habit in your life. Like people swear or curse. The cursing words comes from their mouth without realizing that they are cursing. Swearing comes from their mouth without realizing. Watch for any bad habit in your life. Anger, for example. Some people, when you speak to them, they get angry easily. And with this anger, actually, they hurt many people around them. 
Watch also for habits like judgment and gossip. Many of us, when we speak about others, we gossip and we judge and we condemn others. The Lord told us, with the same measure you use it, it will be measured to you. See all these bad habits, because the danger of these bad habits, we are not aware of them. They became like a second nature to us, and we are not aware that we have these bad habits. We need to be watchful. Lack of sensitivity to others. In the story of Lazarus and the rich man, you can see how the rich man, he has no sensitivity toward Lazarus. And the dogs licked the wounds of Lazarus, which means the dogs were more sensitive to the suffering of Lazarus than the rich man. It is shameful that sometimes the animals are sensitive more than us to the needs of others. Love of money, greediness. Every day we hear fights about siblings, fights about between family members, husband and wife, regarding money. Love of money is the root of all evil. And all these things became like second nature in us. You need to watch for this. The third thing you need to watch for is the little foxes and the slippery slope. There are things that are in themselves not sinful. But they are the beginning of a slippery slope that leads to sin later on. That's why in the book of Psalms, the Bible warns us from the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Maybe a little fox entered into the vineyard of my life. I'm not aware of it, but it can destroy or the vineyard of my life. Let me give you an example. In sexual immorality, there is what is called cup of coffee syndrome. What's cup of coffee syndrome? A person starts going out with another person for cup of coffee. And they start speaking together. And then a certain familiarity start to grow between both of them. Then they start to feel some emotions toward each other. It starts to grow, it's a slippery slope. It started with just a cup of coffee. And when you say to the person, be watchful, you are in a slippery slope. The common answer they tell us, we are just friends. We are just friends. But because they don't respect the boundaries and they don't watch for their life, for this slippery slope, it starts on the slippery slope step by step until it ends 
in actual sin. With some people it may take few days, with other people few months, other people few years, but as long as the person on the slippery slope, this will be the end. Watch for these little foxes. Watch for the crossing of boundaries that can lead eventually to sin. This, what we call it, the resemblance of evil. They are not evil in themselves, but they lead to evil. So you need to watch for this. So watch for your spiritual canon. Watch for the bad habits, sins that became second nature to you, to the extent you are not aware of this sinful behavior. Watch number three for the little foxes, for you are going down a slippery slope without realizing. And finally, watch for the traps of Satan. Satan usually like to make traps for us in order to capture us in his traps. One time, St. Macarius was walking in the wilderness and God revealed to his eyes all the traps that Satan actually spreading to catch the monks. So he groaned in his spirit and said, O Lord, who can be saved from all these traps? And he heard a voice from heaven telling him, only the humble, only the humble. So when we humble ourselves before the Lord, we can be saved from these traps. Traps, for example, Satan may make one of your friends offer you a cigarette just to try it, or offer you a glass of wine just to try it. And you say to yourself, I will try it, but I know it's wrong. I'm not gonna be alcoholic or a smoker or drug abuser. And then actually you try it once, try it twice, three times, then you get hooked to these addictive. Traps can be wasting your time on video games, on all these social media. And maybe you start watching something good. And then Satan brings you another video, short video, that has something bad. And out of curiosity, you look at it. Then you are hooked on pornography. These are traps. You need to be careful. You need to be careful. Satan tried to make a trap for Joseph, when his master's wife started to seduce him. But he was very strong through the grace of God and said, how can I commit this great wickedness and sin against God? In order to live the life of watchfulness, definitely we need to watch for many, many things. But at least these four things are very important. Because without the spiritual canon, 
you cannot have access to the grace of God. Sins that became second nature to us, we are not aware of them. We are not aware that we are greedy, angry, non-sensitive to others. All these sins, we are not aware of them, gluttony. Number three, the slippery slope. Especially, as I said in the beginning, it's not sinful. But it would take you step by step down the slippery slope to the sin. So you need to watch not only for sin, but for the resemblance of evil. Resemblance of evil. And finally, for the traps. Satan all the time is trying to put traps to capture us, to catch us in his name. You need to be watchful. Watch, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. And as I said, let us do this exercise 10 minutes every night. Just think that now you are not in the flesh. Now you are in the spirit standing before God, giving an account for your stewardship. What would be your situation? What would be your condition? This important exercise will help all of us to live the life of watchfulness. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.